When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to Hey, that's pretty bad. Actually, it's really bad. This team is completely unserious. They're not serious. How? How? 122 to 112, they lose to the Los Angeles Lakers, who do not have LeBron James. They have D'Angelo Russell, who I am higher on than most people, who's very good, who was, I think, the most important player in this win. They have a really good player coming off the bench, who some people in the Lakers uh, fan base want to start in Austin Reeves. They have Anthony Davis, who the Raptors as a whole played fantastic defense on. They have Jay Vando, who is pretty interesting. He had 16 points. Rui Hachimura scores 16. Reeves 18, Schroeder 23, D'Lo 28 and 9, and just like an absolute masterclass. They lost to these Lakers when they really shouldn't have. They had what looked like a really great defensive game plan to work from from the get-go, and they just lost it. They lost the plot in this game. And additionally, for the people who are really who are trying to be excited about this team, like what's happening this with this team, baseball. I don't, I don't cover it. I don't know it that well. And I just kind of want to know what the Jays are doing. Like, what are expectations? And the Raptors' expectations and the, the timelines, all this kind of stuff, is so bungled up. And it's so much mixed messaging around this team. And even on a night where you get 31 from OG, he shoots 12 or 14 from the field. You get 32, 9, 7 from Scotty, who shoots 13 of 19 from the field. Those guys were awesome. God, they were so good. You also get 12 from Pascal, who I think started out the game fine. Um, It was important that he was shooting early on. Fred, who started out the game, I think tremendously. And man, there was a lot of good Fred in this game and some bad, especially on the defensive end. And they just didn't have enough. Pirtle gives you 17 and 10. Pascal, fitting into this starting lineup, the way he played, I was like, he's a passenger in this game. And then Fred became a little bit of a passenger, albeit doing more defensively than Pascal did in this one. Some good rotations from Pascal, fine. That that ended up in fouls that he didn't deserve, fine. But for the most part, getting blown by by a guy like Jared Vanderbilt, who you know is, has no threat of a pull-up jumper, right? That's a miss. Some He's bringing the help defensively a little bit too far up. Leads to a two-on-one down by the rim. He doesn't need to help in some cases like this. All this kind of stuff. It's just like, it's tough. He's a passenger. He needs to be a star. That's what he was for so many games this season. Not a star in this game. And yeah, man, I don't want to be too hard on Pascal. He struggled once again. Be better going forward. That just has to be the case. We'll talk a bit more about it later, I guess. But the bench is the big thing in this game. But first, I am Samson Folk, your host. Um, This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. And it is brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, here's the thing about Goldfinger Law. You only pay 
if you win. The upsides of that are quite obvious. If you lose, you don't have to pay. I wouldn't want, nobody wants to lose. You know, we're talking about it. People listening to this podcast, angry that their team lost, upset that their team lost, perhaps even apathetic, but you don't have to pay money. That's a nice thing. That's that's what this is with Goldfinger Law. If you're interested, 416-730-1777. Okay, the bench. This is the thing about this team. Precious plays eight minutes. They go terribly. Thad plays four minutes. They go terribly. Barton plays 13 and a half. They go. He has actually a, one good stretch. Really, he does. He He's the tag uh, against, I believe it was AD on a pick and roll. He got a steal. He went the length of the floor, laid it in. He had a quick trigger three that he made. And like, that's it. Everything else was really bad afterwards. And it makes me once again, think about when, especially when I'm watching like Scotty Barnes guarding Dennis Schroeder. And I look at Will Barton playing off of another guy. And I'm thinking to myself, Jeff Delton could take the Schroeder matchup and really help these minutes by being you know, a stopgap at the point of attack. And Scotty could be off ball where his length is a little bit more impactful and he'd maybe perhaps provide something at the rim. But we have Barton. They're going with the perceived offensive upside here. I didn't like his minutes. Boucher struggled. Um, Gary Trent Jr. man, zero points, 0 for 9 from the field. He's a minus 27. The Raptors lost the bench battle by over 50 points. And so while I do I do think that Pascal has been on such a bad run of play relative to what we know about Pascal, the expectations for this guy, right? And, and he doesn't he shouldn't get a break. But also they won his minutes by nine, and he was not responsible for that. But the game was very like they could have won this game if Pascal were better and he was playing up to his standard. But they lost this game in the bench minutes, obviously. They got absolutely bludgeoned. And and that happened. You let guys like Hachimura, Reeves, Schroeder combine for close to 60 points. You're just, you're going to run into trouble. You, you can't keep up with that. And D'Lo coming on and just playing fantastic. Like the shot making and transition, of course, he's been so good at making those for so long. The pull up triple in the pick and roll, the reads as the guy in the pick and roll. I mean, the Raptors had a really, Really tough time keeping up with that. And that was a very stark difference. And like it's such a hard contrast between the start of the game where they're playing OG on Anthony Davis and OG does a fantastic job on Anthony Davis all night. And Jared Vanderbilt is sitting in the corner and Jakob Pertl gets to play off of him. Sure, Vando, he hits two threes early on. You live with that the same way that the Raptors were living with Tybo in the playoffs, right? You keep attacking because you know that offense is going to come back around. The thing that Vando did that Tybo doesn't do, right, is Vando is a bit more impactful on defense in certain contexts, like the Lakers. And most importantly, he gets after it on the offensive glass and as a cutter a lot. And part of that was, once again, like Pascal and Jakob, and I think Pascal's more to blame here than Jakob because Jakob, he's he's stepping up, right? And Pascal switched on some cases in Vando. And like Vando gets these cuts to the rim where he's open or he gets to an offensive rebound that he shouldn't be able to get to. And it's like the front court has to take care of this. 
You just have to be able to do that. And they weren't able to do that in this game. So the Lakers treaded water way better than they should have early on, largely because of Jared Vanderbilt. And they just completely dusted the Raptors bench. And also in some of their bench units started winning minutes against the Raptors starters. And then by the end of the game, it, does, it doesn't matter that Anthony Davis is minus 11 that one, and, and that Malik Beasley is minus 21 and they got shelled. It, it really does matter that the Raptors couldn't beat these transitional lineups. They have a better, if LeBron's not there, this is a better roster, man. You have to take care of business and they don't. Like not remotely. They, what did they score? 12 points off the bench in this game? That's, you can't have that whatsoever. Quick thing on Fred. His playmaking is still really, really impressive. Um, the pick and roll with Yak is still such a great source of offense. Um, he also adds a, some really nice digs defensively. That's all I want to talk about for for Fred. For anybody who wanted anything more, my apologies. But Scotty and OG. OG, I mean, going 12 for 14 for 31 points, getting five steals. You could see when the Lakers were... When anybody besides AD had the misfortune of getting OG switched onto them, whether it's a blitz in a pick and roll or just, you know, switching out a scram or anything like that, they were in trouble with their dribble. He was hunting that. He was, man, he was giving guys anxiety to be around him. And Anthony Davis felt this too. He didn't want to. So when Anthony Davis can't push OG low on the block, that means that if AD wants to get closer to the rim, He's got to put the ball down. He The reason why AD hardly took any shots in this game, scored eight points, would he take six shots, seven shots? The reason why this was the case is because he did not want to test the waters of dribbling around OG. OG was so good. And then on offense, he hits everything, man. We're talking about like these probing dribbles in the paint where he gets to reverse layups, catching lobs that are heavily contested over AD and like tapping them in. They're both battling in air hitting four out of six of his three-point shots. The first one he missed was like a 28-footer that he was just testing it out on. And a couple really nice passes. Like, this one didn't end up in a make, but the fact that OG comes off a pin down, like a wide pin, keeps his guy on his back and in jail, kind of probe dribbling, crab dribbling down the lane, keeping him back there so he gets great his two-on-one, and then a slick little live dribble drop-off pass to Jakob. Jakob misses. But that's process that will net the Raptors a lot of points if they're able to emulate that against other teams. I mean, Jakob, he hit a lot of shots in this game. He scored 17 points. I mean, he took a lot of shots too, actually. He and Pascal both were bothered more than bothered more than I expected them to be by AD. But man, OG, the shot making, really great. This was the best he's looked with a live dribble in a long time. And just finishing at the rim, creativity, confidence to follow through with all of it. Yeah. And then speaking of confidence, 32, 9, and 7 for, for Scotty. Scotty kind of being able to, it's that, that upright position, right? When he's kind of getting down the lane, he's a small guy on him. And that pickup point, you know, I, I've written about this, done breakdown videos on it. He manipulates with his pickup points so well that guys really have a tough, tough time contesting his shots, even in close proximity to the rim, right? So, for example, Pascal with that big spin on Anthony Davis and then tries to go to the finger roll to the front of the rim, even though he got AD on that, AD immediately saw where Pascal was going, 
started tracking the steps and that inherent timing as a help side defender or just a primary defender, a guy going for a block, it kicked in. He met him at the front of the rim with all that length, all that defensive prowess and turned him away. With Scotty, he's going to mess up your timing all the time. And it makes him a really powerful finisher on the inside if he can't rely on his strength. But there's a lot of times where he has a guy like Schroeder on him or Vanderbilt or Troy Brown Jr. or Reeves, whoever, right? Malik Beasley. He's going to punish them. And he can just go right to the bucket. He hit, I think, four like turnaround faders in the lane. And the passing was great in this game. He was awesome. I, I just think he played... He always plays with his head up, right? And in this game, it was like the head was up. The dribble was good. He was able to keep control of the ball and kind of navigate the floor either as a playmaker or as a scorer, man. And and, and he hits that late three to get to 30. It, that wasn't a big part of his game for me on the arc or anything like that. But it's just we saw mostly everything you want to see from Scotty. If you're one of the people who's saying that's the future, that's the guy. This was this was 100% the game you want to see. Both of the games that he's gone north of 30 points in Los Angeles against the Lakers. A sense of, you know, showtime, let's say. And he gets the Magic Johnson comps all the time. And while it's tough for anybody to be compared to Magic Johnson, as far as the passing prowess, the strength, the, like, being able to play in transition the way that he does just tremendously, um... Yeah, I, I don't mind that comparison. No comparison is ever really that accurate or true or anything, but it's fun just like seeing Showtime Scotty, right? He was so good in this game. He found his own offense in the wide open parts of the game, which he's always been able to do. But man, he and OG both, they found it in the, the tight little parts of the game. And that's that's more common for Scotty, certainly. But Scotty really found it in this game. And OG really found it in this game. And the Raptors, they found a lot of what they needed to. A lot of the ingredients for a win were here. This is kind of what I was talking about at the start. The Raptors find a lot of these good ingredients. Getting 63 points on insane efficiency out of OG and Scotty, you should be able to pencil that in. You No, not even pencil. You should, it should be pen. That should be written in ink. That's a win. And they, they don't figure it out. And it's largely because they, they couldn't defend for the stretches that they need to. Having Austin Reeves just come in and boogie on Thaddeus Young, completely dominate in that way, getting to a lot of points, creating a lot of looks, and the Raptors, you know, seeing Gary and Thad completely unable to deal with uh, Reeves plus whoever pick and roll. Reeves is good. He's a good player. Letting him completely take over a portion of the game with his pick and roll offense, that's where this is not typical for his game. Um, but he was awesome and he deserves a lot of credit because, man, <laughs> he impressed a lot of guys on the Lakers. Man, they deserve credit. This, they have a lot of fun pieces. And, man, I, I thought they were going to be super interesting when they got D'Angelo Russell and Vanderbilt. I hate that it had to be against the Raptors, but. There's a lot of interesting in this game for the Lakers portion of things and for the Raptors, but they lose and they can't lose, man. You come out third quarter, you go out on that 9-0 run after, you know, those two really great stretches they had. Starters, basketball, OG Pascal, Yaka, Barnes, Fred. These guys, they come out immediately in this game. 
they defend the hell out of the ball. They have a great defensive scheme that they want to, they have a great defensive game plan they want to go with. It works. OG is playing his part perfectly, the most important one. The Raptors are getting enough elsewhere. They open up this huge lead. Slowly that gets eaten away with the bench and these transitional lineups. Then we see them lose the lead headed into half. Come out of the third quarter, you have a 9-0 run. You hold the lead for basically the whole third quarter. You're finding your way. It seems like it. And you do that on the back of, once again, the starters. But again, these transitional bench lineups completely blow everything up. They lost the bench battle by over 50 points, once again. And that's just not tenable. You can't win games when you're forfeiting 50 points from the bench it just you're you're not going to be able to do it and then towards the end of the game the raptors facing a transitional bench unit right it's not reeves and Schroeder closed the game they played like 33 minutes each of them the raptors they weren't playing against troy brown jr or malik beasley the lakers found something that worked a lot of it revolving around dribble penetration because the Raptors were pretty occupied with AD, not only being able to, I guess, um, contest his post-entry passes, but also making sure that there's always a body on him if penetration comes from like live dribble penetration because he can kind of duck in for a lob whenever he pleases. And that means that the Raptors' help instincts are maybe affected a little bit. And that means that guys like Reeves and Schroeder and D'Angelo Russell all being able to put the ball on the floor really gave the Raptors a lot of trouble and they ended up losing this game 112 to 122 just terrible man just abysmal uh Reggie Evans award I'm gonna give it to OG just because of the defense on AD he was great all night even as the defense kind of crumbled around him he stuck his check he made sure and also anything he was involved in and I mean this if he had to step out on another guy then that was it you know that was it for them. He did it on everybody he guarded, and it was incredible. Top quick reaction comment is from Repeat. Quote, Scotty, OG, give both the key to the franchise, your first and second option, and let them fail as many times as was given to Fred and Pascal. Add Pirtle to first two as it's taking time to develop a good center. Tear the rest of the team down for young assets and first picks. It's time to rebuild. We are fighting with Wizards and Bulls for ninth, 10th position in the East. What else is not clear? So I don't blame anybody for thinking this. There's a quote that came out, um, I believe is from Howard Beck, saying that Masai and the front office made this trade for Pirtle because they still believed in this group, but that this group didn't believe in this group. And as far as my sense of that from being around the team, um, I couldn't say for certain. I haven't done a straw poll with the guys, but there's certainly the energy is in a in a tough place. And man, after a game like this, how could you not feel like OG is grouped in with Scotty? I've talked to many people. I've done a lot of uh, talking about every player on this team, and I've observed the fan base's reaction. OG has been traded by this fan base many different times. After a game like this, he's lumped in with Scotty. I hope that that stays going forward because as somebody who was always like, no, you keep OG because OG is fantastic. Um, I think that Scotty and OG, regardless of what happens elsewhere, is a really great young wing tandem going forward. I think I'm being pretty on wax about wanting to keep Pascal. 
I also understand why people would say no Pascal after a game like this, after a stretch like this. He's been so poor. He he hasn't been able to play up to his own standard. And, and that's on both sides of the floor, right? Um, we'll see what happens because the Raptors, they're not tanking this year. They don't have their pick for next year. And that's that's the tough part about it. Who knows what they do to kind of shake things up in the summer. But if they don't make the playoffs, I think heads roll. You know, it's it's tough to say. Um, what else is not clear? I don't know. But I understand why people would, after you watch a game like this, you watch the games that the Raptors have been playing all season, the inconsistent effort, the inconsistent defense, just the complete inability to tie together meaningful stretches. And they had one meaningful stretch, and it came against pretty poor competition. They're a better team now than they were before the trade deadline, but they paid for that. Like, they're definitely better with Jakob Pertl, but to what degree, right? That's that's kind of where the conversation is. And also for the, for the other people, they want to hear everybody say, like, this is why I talked about the start, about direction with the team. The Jays, Vladdy's team or something like that, right? They they want to hear who's being grouped in. When when Masai talks to media and he doesn't mention Gary Trent Jr. as being part of the the core, but he mentions, you know, Scotty, Fred, OG, and Pascal, people take notice of that. It seems to me like people want clarity on where Fred and Pascal sit because people are getting um like the distaste has been very clear for Fred this year, and to the point that I I think it's gone way too far. Um, I think that Pascal has received a lot of grace this year from fans. He's an all star. He was just so damn good to start the season. Um, he's had the the distasteful reaction from this fan base in the past, so much so that it colors the way he looks at interacting with fans, right? And and praise and all that kind of stuff. He's talked about this in the past, but. I suspect that um, if, if Pascal keeps playing like this, man, everybody's going to say that the Raptors should move on from him. He he is like an all-star, an all-NBA level player. He's in he's mired in a terrible stretch right now. And But if you play like this for too long, yeah, everybody's going to say when it comes summertime, decision time, that they want to just completely move away from trying to stay with this competitive or like Right, that's the point. It's not really competitive, pseudo-competitive version of the team that will be expensive and that is tied a little bit more to Pascal and Fred, for example. And we'll see what happens going into the future. Who's to say, man? Um, I hope they win games down the stretch. I know some people want them to tank down the stretch because they still have their pick this year. I mean, it's um, it's basketball. We'll see. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for writing in repeat um let me know in the comment section uh, i actually i'll yeah that's man everybody in every comment section under every single podcast they always say trade pascal trade fred so i i assume if i just ask like hey what do you guys want to do that's what we'll see happen there so i look forward to seeing that in the comments um if you're listening to this on youtube thanks for tuning in like the video subscribe the most important one is go over to raptorsofpub.com and subscribe and if you're talking to me or if I'm talking to you on the podcast, thanks for listening to me. Let me chop it up with you. And uh, yeah, whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.